the game's all about. All of a sudden, you feel like you can't miss. Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined by professional better Raheem Palmer, and we are back in the workshop. This is the Wednesday workshop. Every Tuesday at 7 o'clock Eastern and live on YouTube, we break down the Wednesday lines fresh, hot out the oven. This week, we've got a full slate because there's only two games on Tuesday. So, Raheem, we get this big old smorgasbord. How'd you do on your MLK Day bets, by the way? I didn't bet a ton on MLK. I just I went really hard on the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday. And so that was the way to go for me. So I can't complain. <laughs> uh, I went four and one, only lost on the Bucks uh, falling apart versus the Hawks. Otherwise, I would have had I would have swept the slate yesterday. Feeling pretty good about that. Hoping, I, had, I had the Bucks yesterday, too, but I, yeah. I bet it's so small. It didn't even matter. <laughs> hoping to uh, hoping to keep the, the good times rolling here on Wednesday. So. Raheem, let's not waste any time. Let's get started. Raheem, let me know your first bet. I like the Washington Wizards plus one against the Brooklyn Nets. Like when you look at this game, one of the things that stands out to me is that the Washington Wizards, they got a ton of guys back. This is not the same team that we saw all year long. Obviously, they got Rory back. You got Thomas Bryant back. This is a deep roster. And they're going against a Brooklyn Nets team. They're just not stacked at all. And when you lose KD, I think it really, really matters. Look, they're scoring 114 points for one of the possessions with him on the floor. Off the floor, they're scoring just 110. And he also impacts the defense as well. And when you have a team that struggles to rebound, struggles to defend, when you when you lose Kevin Durant, it's, it's huge. And you saw... You, Look, day afternoon, you had the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Cavaliers were just able to dominate them in the paint on the rebounds. And I just think the Wizards with their deeper roster with everybody back. I, I think the, the Nets are fighting an uphill battle. I actually make this game a pick them with these guys at full strength. And whoa, without. Yeah, I make it close to a pick them. I mean, that's what my numbers make it. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily ask, agree. Like, so that's that's with KD. Yeah, I mean yeah, that's a full strength. I mean, just based on the numbers that we have all year, because obviously I'm running with a, a team model. Okay, so what you're saying is like for the entire year you've got it pick up. Yeah. Right. And so this I love this one because we got to talk about the line and, and the model and, and how it shakes out. Um, all right, so it's pick them. That's the line on this game is pick them. It's like if I my whole thing is look if I if I basically I'm adding I'm adding Kyrie and taking away Kevin Durant, right? So how much you want to give Kyrie? Two. Uh, feels one and a half at this point. Yeah, one and (laughs) a half. Let's let's give him a point and a half, and then take away KD. That's probably three and a half, right? He's probably three and a half. Yeah, I mean easy. Yeah, so I mean based off of that, you're now at. What Wizards minus two? So that's yeah. two points of differential versus the line. So I've got it here. Here's where mine's interesting. I've got it. Uh, I've got Nets minus three point seven based on full season numbers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you add Kyrie, and that probably gets it to Nets. Uh, what? That's four point two, right? Five point two. Uh, Nets five point two minus KD gets us back down, and we're at that two range. 
with the Nets still being favored. So this is why I didn't know which way to go on this one. You're right. Here's the- my here's my thing. We we got to add a point for Rory and Thomas Bryant and yeah. the other guys that just haven't played for the Wizards all year. Yeah, because they they, I, hit you, they hit you in waves now. They got so much depth, like. Thomas Bryant's coming off and giving you 15. Montrez Harrell's coming off and giving you 15 in limited minutes. Like they got too many bigs that they're going to have to sort out. I mean, I'm with you. Like they're full. They, this is the first time we've seen Wiz full healthy all season. And, you know, I actually liked the Sixers yesterday and it hit me. I'm like, oh my God, they have all these guys back. And it's like, in, like you're watching the first quarter and Embiid's dominating Gaffer. He gets into foul trouble. Bryant comes in. He gets into foul trouble. Montrez comes in, and it's like there's no drop-off in scoring. Obviously, none of them were going to be able to stop MB, but they just had so many bigs. And then Rory adding another level of scoring to the, to, to the backcourt. I mean, not to the backcourt, to the frontcourt. It's just, it's just too much. And this Nets team just doesn't have a lot of depth. So it's just like, to me, I, I think the Wizards probably should be favored in this spot. I got another, I got another edge here. I'm going to bet this. I'm, I'm going to trust you. And I'm, I'm nervous about it. Um, but I'll tell you, like, here's another edge. Okay. Wizards are third in rim rate offensively. That's how many shots they get at the rim. They attack constantly. Right. And Beal helps with that. Cause they've got gravity. They've got shooters. They got KCP and they've got Kuzma and they've got Beal. They've got guys to spread the floor, but they've also got finishers with Montrez Harrell and now Thomas Bryant and Gafford that Nets team. They are, I will say this, the Nets team, they're 11th in defensive rim field goal percentage allowed. That's good. But I've been saying all year, I don't trust it. I don't think that this team defensively is nearly as good as it showed. We saw that yesterday. We're like Jared Allen and Evan Mobley basically spaced to the corners and then crashed in. And that impact was huge against that team, um, against the Nets. Yeah. And and that's what, I mean, that's, that's a big, like, watching those games yesterday is a big reason why I like the Wizards. Like, I watched, and I think we were doing a podcast at the time, but I actually had the, the Cavs-Nets game going while we were watching the podcast, and I saw how dominant Jared Allen and Evan Mobley was. And then before that, the Sixers game obviously was on, and it's just the Wizards, they just had so many weapons. And I just don't, Kyrie, to me, he's not, like, I love Kyrie, but he's not, Kyrie yet like he's probably five games deep at this point so it's just like we can't expect this guy to be in midseason form already and Harden has to carry a, a huge load so basically in order for them to win this game you're basically asking for the Nets to just outscore them. and you you kind of need 50 60 points from those guys and because the defense is going to be is going to be there the Cavs scored 1.2 points per possession and they don't really even have too many playmakers. This move to, to Wizards minus one at win. What do you like this to? Like, what's the what's the threshold here? What do you got to get for it? I'd probably take this to to minus two Wizards. Oh man, there's a Wizards plus one at Fanduel. I'm on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm on. I'm all over that. Yep, betting it now, and that's done. All right, let's go to your next best bet. What's next on your slate tonight? Next on the slate, I'm going to go with the Denver Nuggets. First half, there's no line on this. If you want to get frisky, FanDuel right now is actually offering first quarter match parlay. You lay minus 115, 
The spread of this game is actually Nuggets minus seven. I don't really want to lay the seven here. Look, when you look at the Nuggets, they're probably one of the best first half teams in the league this year. They're 26 and 15. That's 63.4%. And the second half of these games, they completely collapsed. They're 13, 28 and one. They're 31.7% in the second half at covering these numbers. So I want to isolate this game because we saw last week these two teams play. Yeah. The Nuggets had a 25-point lead. They were absolutely dominating this game. Will Barton didn't play in that game. They got Will Barton back. Look, this Clippers team, they could be seeing their season pretty much end over the next week or so. They're on a long road trip. I know they beat the Indiana Pacers the other day. They were shorthanded. But this is the spot that I really want to fade them. It's a nice little revenge spot. Yeah. This Clippers team, they really can't score. When you look at – they're 27 for offensive rating. They're scoring just 106 points per one of possessions, and they have absolutely no answer for Nikola Jokic. So I'm going to lay the – whatever the number is on the first half, I'm going to lay that with the Nuggets, and I'm also going to take that first quarter match parlay. The Nuggets win the first quarter, and they win the game, and you just get 115. So I really like that. Yeah, it's crazy that this this Clippers team can't score and they put up 139 on the Pacers. Shout out to the Pacers. Uh, what what do I always say is the is my feeling that the biggest edge in NBA regular season is because everybody else thinks it's injuries. What's my biggest edge? Motivation. Oh, motivation. Yeah, without a doubt. So, <laughs> with motivation, all right. I'm here in Denver. The team I cover the most is the Denver Nuggets. Been to the press conferences. They had a like they had a come to Jesus after the Clippers game. Like it was so bad that like the next day, like they had an airing of grievances where like everybody just like gave their thoughts on what they need to do. And they came out this weekend versus the Blazers, the Lakers and the Jazz. They go two and one. The Jazz, they lost you on a back to back. They're in the midst of a six game homestand. They came out with better energy, effort, execution. Well, Barton is back like I am with you on this. I just think that this Nuggets team is apt. Now, that number still, I agree with you. I like this play because you're not going with the number, right? Like, yeah, the number I do think is like, don't, I don't want to get bit by Nicholas Batum going wild in the fourth quarter because the Nuggets have been one of the worst fourth quarter teams in the league. The first half, though, they are dominant in those first quarters. Like, yeah. they destroy you in those first quarters. And then they're basically trying to keep up the rest of the way. So I like this match parlay. Uh, Nuggets first half they should be able to hold on i might even go first quarter uh if i can find that like a single game parlay on first quarter and money line i, yeah. I don't know what the number is going to be on that but i like that quite a bit as well uh the bench unit has shown more life lately they're bad here's the big difference the nuggets bench is bad versus good teams they're good versus bad teams and they're okay versus middle of the road teams the clovers are a middle of the road team because of their injuries right now so yeah I like the spot quite a bit. I have a lot of ones to ask you about. I have a lot. I have, I have many questions for you, professional better Raheem Palmer, by the way, okay. if you're watching on YouTube, uh, hit us up in the comments, just leave a comment with your Twitter handle. I'm giving away a copy of Chris Herring's new book, blood in the garden. I'm also going to be giving away another uh, one of those books as well as I'll be giving away a copy of Seth Partnow's new book, the mid range theory in the coming weeks uh, to people that leave a five-star review. I'll let you know when we're going to do that for the coming episodes, but Leave a five-star review on the podcast and you will be eligible to receive it. I am tracking all of them. So do that. All right. My first one, this one has seen movement already since like, I love this one as it, when it came out, 
I wanted to ask you about it. I'm glad that I waited because I was like, I'm going to wait to ask Raheem on all these. I don't want to bet it when they first come out. Grizzlies opened at five and a half um, plus five and a half versus Bucks. It dropped to five. Then word came out that Desmond Bain and Kyle Anderson slow-mo are both out. It moved uh, from five to now six and a half is what we're seeing at books. I've got this grid favored on my matchup model and they're plus 3.9 on power rating, which gives me a pretty big edge on both of those versus this number. I need to know if Drew Holiday's playing. I guess my question for you is what is Desmond Bain and Kyle Anderson being out in addition to Dylan Brooks change this for you in terms of the number? What do you have this model at? Before everything, I had the Bucks minus two and a half. Oof, okay. So this is this is pretty huge, and I think this puts it to a spot to where I'm not I'm not really interested in betting this because you pretty much lose three wings, and yep. you got to deal with Chris Middleton, and it looks like Drew Holiday could play in this matchup. So touch this I, I, I really look Desmond Bain. Like I, I've said it on here multiple times that I felt like him and John Morant were probably the best backcourt in the NBA at this point. And it's like you, you're losing 17 points. You're losing a 42% three-point shooter, a good defender. And like I, and that's just too much. Like, I know the Grizzlies have been deep, but I, I have no interest in this. I mean, look, when Bain on the floor, I think they're, they're scoring 114 points per one possession. With him Ooh. off, they're 110. So that's pretty huge. And then they, they, they lose something defensively as well. I, I can't back the Grizzlies in this spot at all. Uh, shout out to Sane Asylum, S-A-I-N Asylum on Twitter for this awesome Bango shirt for mm. the Grizzlies. Absolutely love this one. It's fantastic. Look, Bane's been, I think, if it wasn't for Ja, I would have it be like Miles Bridges 1, Desmond Bane 2 for most improved this season. The Dylan Brooks, I think, is an additional. The Middleton, your Middleton comment is actually really good, right? So they don't have anybody that can match up with mid. If Drew doesn't play and it stays six and a half, like I might honestly play this based off of Drew. If Drew yeah. doesn't, if Drew doesn't play and it's six and a half, I will take Memphis. If Drew plays and it's six and a half, I will take the Bucks. If it moves towards Milwaukee at all, it's a no play. Yeah, I, I think that's that's probably the proper way to play it because I, I think Drew just makes such a huge difference for for this team. Like they like the Bucks aren't going to have anything to stop John Morant without Drew, right? <laughs> Uh, next one I want to talk to you about is the uh, Charlotte Hornets on the road at the Boston Celtics. I've been on the Celtics lately. My model likes them, but this is an interesting one because I show an edge on the other side. The line six, it's Celtics minus six. Hornets are, uh, I've got modeled at, at Hornets minus or at Celtics minus 2.2. So I've got a four point edge in, in matchup for my power rating model, which is just overall performance versus an average team. Uh, I've I've only got Celtics minus 3.2. So I'm showing a pretty big edge on this one. Um, they are the Celtics switch top five most in the league. They just switch everything. That's their defensive scheme. The Hornets are are one of the top five, which means they practice against it. And that means that they're, they're really good at it. The Hornets are great versus switch. They're top three offensively per second spectrum data. My problem is the Hornets defense is really bad. This here's like here's how this works out. The Celtics, who we know have been inconsistent, are nine and three versus bottom 10 defenses. They're seven and eight versus top 10 offenses. The Hornets fit both of those categories. Uh, I show a big edge on this line for the Hornets, even if I still show that the Celtics should be favored. 
do you have an edge, a lean, any sort of inclination on Hornet Celtics with Celtics minus six? First things first, my model actually puts this 3.93. So I am showing an edge on the Hornets. I guess the question I have for you is, is LaMelo ball playing? I know he was out of the Knicks game the other day. Let's say that he doesn't play. How do you feel? If he doesn't play, I assume this number is going to move towards the Celtics. And look, for me, the Celtics are, are one of those teams I like to fade. To me, they're just so inconsistent offensively. Even when you look at how their numbers work out against the Hornets, it's like the Hornets are bad at perimeter defense. They're 22nd in three-point shooting, opponent three-point shooting percentage. They're allowing 36.3%. The Celtics 23rd in three-point shooting percentage. It's like the one area of the floor in which the, the, the Hornets are good at defending is like, is the rim. And they're, I mean, 13th, and that's the best area where the, the Celtics score. So I think the, the Hornets could keep this within the number. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just not impressed with this Celtics team. I actually went to the Celtics game against the Sixers. I was thinking I was going to get a good game, and I actually left in the third quarter out of just sheer boredom. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> laying five, six points with this Celtics team, I just don't trust them. It took a dogfight for them to beat the Bulls the other night who were shorthanded coming off a of back-to-back. So I think I lean, I lean with the Hornets in this matchup just because I think at some point you got to go with the better offense. I'm betting it right now. Uh, shop around. Fandle's already moved it to four and a half, but Wynn still got it at five and a half. So I'm going to go ahead and take that number and make sure I get it in with the Wizards plus five and a half. I will take that right now. Uh, let's go to my last one that I've got. Uh, plus 15 and a half. Okay. Um, the Jazz as a double versus the Jazz. The Jazz are 15 and a half point favorites versus the Rockets. This number staggered me. The Jazz are six and 13 against the spread this season as a double digit favorite. Like, I, I know how they're getting this number, Raheem, right? Like, the number is just, oh, they should kill them. Like, they should absolutely just kill this team. Like, they, the Rockets are terrible and the power rating is going to spit this out but the jazz have simply not performed well in this spot. Right. Yeah. So what do we I mean? I know it's the rockets, but the rockets, the rockets have looked good lately. I mean, when yeah. you look at their, when you look at their offense, they've been kind of rolling. So I'm not mad at this at all. I think first last week has not performed well as a favorite. Like, oh, I, mean, I just, it's one of those things that's absolutely mind boggling for me because when I look at my model, every single time they're a huge favorite is saying to take them. I think I have, I have it 17 and a half, but I think when you actually look at the numbers, it actually makes sense to actually take them as it actually makes sense. When you see the, the jazz laying over 10 points to take the money line with the other team. So I'm not mad at this at all. Okay. Uh, and I'm like one more for you, which is, I need you to talk me out of this one. Okay, because you're better at the rest stuff than I am. The rest stuff, I'm always like, well, it depends on like, you know, how bad has the travel been, and like, how are they feeling, and they might still be up for it. like, I j- and it's my biggest problem is that the number, the rest is always baked into the number, right? So here, here's the deal: the Wolves are on the road on a third and four nights back to back tomorrow. They're playing tonight versus the Knicks. Then they fly to Atlanta. It's a road road back to back. The Hawks point favorites. 
The Hawks got their first home win since November yesterday versus the Milwaukee Bucks after the Bucks were at 70% to cover that game with 645 to go. They come back and they win that game. I've got this with like Wolves as massive favorites in matchup because the Hawks uh, offense is good, but their defense is terrible. And that gives the Wolves a really big edge because their defense has been really good and their offense has been improving. Even power rating, which doesn't isn't as extreme sometimes as my more conservative model. I've still only got this a Hawks minus a half is basically a pick them. And so now on the power rating, I'm only getting a point and a half. I like betting the Wolves this season. I've enjoyed betting the Wolves this season. I've enjoyed fading the Hawks over the last couple of weeks. Like they're not improving. They're absolutely falling apart. There's trade talks rampant. I, I've got an article coming out that talks about John Collins and Bogdanovich are both on the table. They played a lot of selfish basketball yesterday until that fourth quarter run. Talk me out of the Wolves on a third and four nights. Minus two? Yeah. <laughs> I'm having trouble talking you out of it. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I really am because this Hawks team is just so abysmal right now. I make this closer to a pick I think you got to sit down and wait on this one just to see how many minutes guys are going to play tonight or, or guys are going to overextend these, themselves. Like, yeah, injuries, I think that's what you're right? Yeah, like, yeah and injuries. I think you got to wait on this one. But if the Wolves were to lose this game, that might really give you some value. So yeah, bounce back spot. Got to get, got to get the win versus Atlanta. Yeah. So, I don't, so know, I don't, I don't think you should play it now. I think it, depends I, how they, I think it depends on how they lose though. I'll say this. Like what I don't like doing is I don't like taking teams after they lose nail biters. Cause players have told me enough that if you like, if you lose in a blowout, you're, you get over it. You're just like, we're better than that. Come on. Like, all right, we're not, we're not, we are not 20 points worse than anybody. That's fine. Let's come back. If you get, if you lose close, it sits with you and, and is in the pit of your stomach and you're not, you haven't moved on mentally the next game. Um, one thing, one thing I will say is even though they're playing three and four nights, they haven't played. They, they played on Sunday against the Warriors, which was pretty much a blowout. Yeah. They didn't play since last Thursday. Oof. So it's not the same situation as the Grizzlies last week because the Grizzlies were playing three or four nights and five and seven. And they didn't play this brutal, tough schedule. Like this is not, I mean, the Warriors without Draymond Green, they won 119-99. So that was a game in which they didn't really have to push guys that much. Like I think in that game, if you look, Carl Anthony Towns played 29 minutes. Anthony Edwards played 27 minutes. So yeah. You coming back, and then also tomorrow is they have a break from tomorrow until Sunday. They don't play the Nets until Sunday, so they can they can go all out these next two games. All right, we'll look and see where it's at tomorrow. Maybe we'll cover this on Heat Check, which you can catch tomorrow at six Eastern on the Action Network. Twitter. Yeah, I think I like the Wolves in that game. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think I'm not gonna take it now, but we come back and revisit it maybe in Best Bets or in my column or in Heat Check. Okay. Uh, my final one for you. I don't need your feedback for this. I just, uh, I'm going to play a, a three team parlay. I like these three team parlays on my line. Uh, anytime I've got consensus between both of my models, I play it and it's uh, I've got Lakers taking on the Pacers at home. I think they may have turned a corner with that win last night. I've got the Spurs uh, beating the thunder. I think the thunder, I don't want to play the number at all, but I'll take the money line. I do think that the Spurs win that game. They're back to full strength with Pirtle and Derek white. And uh, I'm going to take the Miami Heat versus the Blazers. Blazers have been playing better. I think they're undervalued in the market, but I think the edge is too big with Miami getting Bam out of bio back. And like every, everybody's back for the Heat. And so I, I, I got to trust that the Heat will take care of business versus a bad Blazers team. So 
that spits out at plus 163 on a, th- on a three-team parlay. Lakers, Spurs, eat money line. I'm going to be on that for... I like that one. I, I might throw that one. <laughs> All right. Let's go wrap it up for Buckets. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to download the Action Network app. It's the best way for you to track your picks and get all the information, including Raheem's picks, which you can do in the follow tab. Get up to the second information on where the money's at. That's everything. Leave a comment or and leave us a five-star review and you might be eligible to win a copy. Chris Herring's new book, Blood in the Garden. Check that out. Uh, follow us on, we can do this on Spotify or, or on Apple Podcasts, either one. Have yourselves a great week. We'll be back tomorrow night with a Wednesday night edition of the Thursday workshop, uh, 7 o'clock Eastern, Joe Delera and Raheem Palmer. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. Let's get buckets.